the swift Japanese advance on the national capital paves the way directly for the tragedy of the Panay. The Panay steams up the river. The Japanese launch. This is a prelude to the catastrophe. They identify the Panay and note its course. 20 miles up the river from Nanking, suddenly from the sky, without warning, bombs. The gunners fight back at the assailants from the sky. No panic, just Navy discipline. On deck, men fall stricken as the bombing continues. And that's how the bombs riddled the ship. The riddled Panay bears her wounds bravely, but she is doomed without question. And minute by minute now, she's nearer her end as she rapidly takes water and settles lower and lower. And finally the Panay rolls over on her side and goes down in 10 fathoms, goes down with her colors still flying, hanging in shreds from her gaff. It's an event that has shocked the world. World War II started for the United States after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. But it was not the first time hostilities flared between the two nations in the lead-up to the outbreak of war. The U.S. gunboat Panay was sunk by Japanese aircraft artillery four years earlier on December 12, 1937, while on a routine patrol of the Nanking River in China. Today, on A History of the Navy in 100 Objects, we will learn about the sinking of the USS Panay through a series of objects from the gunboat found at the U.S. Naval Academy Museum. As early as 1854, U.S. Navy vessels were sailing the Yangtze River in China in accordance with a treaty that secured America's status as a trading nation and military power within China. It was not until 1870 that the United States' expanding economic interests led to the creation of the Asiatic Fleet used for protection of merchant vessels against pirates and warlords. This fleet was mainly populated with shallow draft gunboats capable of navigating the Yangtze River. The 1930s in China were an unstable time, putting the crews of the gunboats on notice. Chinese forces were fending off the Japanese attack at the July 1937 outbreak of the Second Sino-Japanese War. The United States officially remained neutral as Japanese forces raced towards Nanking, scorching the land behind them. The speed with which they moved south worried the American diplomats stationed in Nanking. Because of the danger to the Americans living there, the USS Panay remained in the area poised to evacuate American citizens. Even though the United States was a neutral party operating on the Yangtze River, entering the war zone around Nanking was still dangerous for the USS Panay. To alleviate the risk of accidental attack, the Panay flew a large 6-foot by 11-foot flag in addition to displaying large American flags across the upper deck awnings. The order to evacuate the city came on December 5, 1937, but on December 9th, the day of the evacuation, only 15 people showed up to board the Panay. Included in the group were journalists equipped with video cameras. We are now joined by Mr. Jim Cheevers, the senior curator at the U.S. Naval Academy Museum, for the rest of the story. Uh, the sinking of the U.S. gunboat Panay in the Yangtze River in China in December 1937, you know, more than three years before the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. The Japanese had actually invaded China in the mid-30s and had just captured the 
Chinese city of Nanking, near where the Panay was operating on the Yangtze River. And on the 12th of December, the Japanese Air Force and some gu Japanese gunboats in the river fired upon the USS Panay, uh, killing three people, wounding 43, uh, and also sunk several American oil tankers uh, that were anchored nearby. Um, uh, the Japanese apologized profusely, uh, eventually ended up paying reparations for the Panay incident. Uh, but more uh, recent uh, historians have examined the communications between the Japanese area commanders at the time, and they sort of agree that it wasn't uh, an unplanned operation, uh, that the uh, Japanese uh, thought that the Americans uh, were, were assisting the Chinese at the time and that they could fire upon them. Uh, but this event uh, uh, <coughs> was one of the events uh, leading up to World War II. We're very fortunate here at the museum to have some wonderful objects from the USS Panay, including its running lights, its ship be ship's bell, um, a bloodstained um, chart, which was given to us uh, by uh, Commander Andrew Anders, who was actually aboard the Panay. He's, he's probably most famous in history because his son is an astronaut. Uh, Commander Bill Anders, who's also a Naval Academy graduate. And then we have a beautiful sword and the Purple Heart of Commander Hughes, who uh, was wounded uh, aboard uh, the Panay on that day. Uh, it was quite an event leading up. And we have the life ring uh, that was preserved um, from the ship also. Yeah, Commander Hughes' uh, sword was recovered, uh, and uh, he was able to use it the rest of his career uh, in the Navy. and his. Uh, descendants gave it here to the museum not too long ago, along with his pur uh, Purple Heart and some wonderful papers and newspaper clippings and so forth uh, from the event. The journalists on board the USS Panay were able to record much of the incident, which made its way into theaters and newspapers around the United States. After the sinking of the USS Panay, some artifacts were able to be recovered since the river was relatively shallow. Many of these items are now in the U.S. Naval Academy Museum. On April 22, 1938, the Panay incident was officially marked closed when the Japanese government presented the United States with a check for $2,214,006.36. Far better than a war, the settlement was tendered for destroying three large standard oil craft, the loss of the Panay, the deaths of three men, and for injuries suffered by 73 men. The Panay incident was not the end of run-ins with the Japanese for some of the crew, as four years later, 12 former crew members of the Panay were aboard ships or at shore stations at Pearl Harbor when the sneak attack came on December 7, 1941. To see these pieces of history for yourself, we invite you to visit the U.S. Naval Academy Museum in Annapolis, Maryland. Thanks for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time on A History of the Navy in 100 Objects.